0: Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game. Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy.
1: The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today, and that's one of our guest's favorite quotes, and I'm not sure who said it. Maybe she knows. Maybe I'll ask her, Um, but I want to welcome you to the Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. I know we have that little welcome intro, but I just want to celebrate that we're today at 2022, and uh, what better time to uh, learn some stuff and have some fun than right now. And just a reminder, if you don't know this, Lucy Dumascoaching.com, Lucy with an I, is where you can always find the podcast. You can learn more about me and you can get in touch with me in case you want to know more about, uh, coaching either individually or my online course or a group. If I'm starting a group, you can get on the, be the first to know list. So get in touch. Always happy to do a 20-minute chat, absolutely no obligation. So there it is. I'm super excited to have a great conversation with someone I haven't met before, and I hope by the end of this, we'll be like best buds. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So Claire Lauer is a content entrepreneur and an educator. She focuses on helping photographers find their dream clients on Google. She believes that photographers can find the right partner to take that risk off their plates. Ooh, I can't wait to ask you about that. So that they can focus on doing what they love, which is photographing. Her clients lovingly refer to her as content Claire, and they know they can trust her to take good care of their marketing. She currently serves photographers across the country, and I bet she'd even do other countries as well just guessing Ooh. <laughs> because Claire this podcast has been listened to in over 70 countries so uh, across the U.S. and parts unknown she's pursuing her dream of writing a novel she lives in Wisconsin and has a one-year-old daughter Anna hubby so welcome welcome Claire thanks for being here
0: thanks for having me I'm super excited
1: good me too so um, just a little, i like to have uh, like a one minute, how the heck did you get here? Why should we listen to you? Like, why do you know this stuff? So yes, we're, what'd you, why oh, do I know this background? stuff? <laughs> yes. What's your background?
0: Yes. So back in when I was born, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so I started in digital marketing in 2013. Um, I... I was interviewing for internships, my senior year of college, yikes. And Mm. I applied for a job working at a digital agency and I will never forget this moment. Uh, I went to the interview and, um, the owner of the company said, um, yes. And can you tell me what SEO is? I said, Mm. um, nope, but I can Google it. Mm. (laughs) And And he thought that was hilarious because I was honest. You know, I don't know what it is. I'd love to learn. And then I also said that I would Google it. And <laughs> SEO is search engine optimization. So how you can show up in Google. So he he hired me and I worked there for a few years. Um, just to fast forward a little bit, you know, been in digital marketing again since 2013. Um, worked for two different agencies. Branched off on my own in 2017. So coming up on five years. Uh, serving clients in all different industries and kind of being the content jack of all trades. You know, I'll write your blogs, your social, your email marketing, whatever you need, which is a lot of fun. But last year I niched down into just serving photographers. And the next question is probably is why? <laughs> um, well, my daughter was born in 2020 and I was able to barter with an amazing local photographer and we swapped services for a year because uh-huh. I want—I wanted the, you know, the full milestone photography package with her, which included the full service experience, um, you know, wardrobe guidance, session prep, you know, what type of session are you looking for? Day of the session was amazing. And then it included helping me display the portraits of my daughter and, and my family. And I had the best experience, you know, I've always, of course, loved photography. She's actually done She photographed my family since we got married. She's been like our go-to, oh. but I just realized like, this is so important. And I had, I had family and friends come to my home and say, how the heck do you have your newborn photos on the wall? Or how do you have this album done? I said, Julie did it, <laughs> you know, my photographer Yeah, and I. Family and friends were just shocked. And I was able to bring the album, you know, to show my grandma who lives out of town. And I was able mm-hmm. to bring the album and show her. And she just loved looking at it. And she's like, oh, well, you're gonna cherish this for the rest of your life. And it's so important to capture those moments and print them. So I felt got really passionate about working with photographers. I also feel I align with them as a creative myself, mm-hmm. uh, a solopreneur. I know how hard it is to let go of those tasks and delegate certain tasks. It's been a journey I've been on as well. So I've just become very passionate about helping photographers, you know, their service-based business, businesses that take really good care of their clients and they give them something they treasure for the rest of their life. And being able to help them show up in Google is really important to me because that's where new clients can find them. So that was more than a minute and I apologize.
1: <laughs> All right, I was, I uh, had it- that was what would you say? Wrapped attention is that the word? Okay, good. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Well, I love that. Actually, I love how um, I'll just call it the universe. But how, when we get in motion, then our direction we're supposed to go, things will kind of fall in our path, and we'll get those little little n- n- nudges of yes. Or sometimes it's, it's bigger than a nudge. It's like, I love this. And this would be a perfect, uh, for you, perfect specialty. And I have to say that um, photographers were some of the most fun people ever. Yes. <laughs> so definitely, um, I think you made a good move. And also because photographers, we have so much heart for what we're doing. And so many of us have so little knowledge, background, or inclination to be the business owner. Um, you know, we we want to share our talents. And um, most people don't wake up in this industry saying, hey, I want to uh, learn how to sell and market. And oh, by the way, I'll do it with photography. Do you get what I'm talking about?
0: Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. Photographers so when, are helping people build their legacies. Right. They don't want to have to tinker with SEO or bookkeeping stuff. They want to take yeah. more photos and meet more yeah. clients.
1: Yeah, we, Yes. So you get to, you get to help. Just like I've realized now that I'm not photographing as much as I'm coaching and podcasting is because I have such a high value for photography of people that people love and printed as art in homes, then I get to, instead of me one client at a time doing that locally, I get to have a worldwide impact on more people getting those photographs. And so what I'm hearing is that you get to do that as well, even if you're not the one with the camera and that makes my heart really happy.
0: Yes yay
1: yay and i um i read the most incredible thing in a book that i just finished called the lincoln highway and um uh, since we got on this topic i'm just gonna read this and i think you're gonna love it um it's a really good book by the way it's Uh, on my list uh, Oh, good. You're going to. Did you read uh, The Gentleman in Moscow? No. Same, Same author. So I love both of them equally. Anyway, so at one point in the book, a character says, the funny thing about a picture is that while it knows everything that's happened up until the moment it's been taken, it knows absolutely nothing about what will happen next. And yet, once the picture has been framed and hung on the wall, what you see when you look at it closely are all the things that were about to happen. All the unthings, the things that were unanticipated and unintended and irreversible. Phew, right? Wow, yeah. Yeah, and just the day before I read that, my and I know we're going to get into SEO and stuff, but um, you just sparked. You know, this is like really moved me this this week in reading this yeah. book. Just before I read that, like the day before, my eye fell on a portrait of my mother's mother, so my grandmother, when she was probably a teenager, standing out in front of a house with a drop waist dress and long hair, almost to her waist and a great big bow, probably taken, I don't know, 1915, I'm guessing. Wow. And I had, I talked to the picture and I said, you have no idea that you are going to drown. You're going to have a, you're going to get married. You're going to have a baby. You're going to drown when that baby is five months old. But that baby is going to have a wonderful stepmother. She's going to have a, a lovely husband, a great life, three kids, grandkids, great grand, great, you know, like I told her the story of the life that she didn't know was going to happen in her future. And then I read that. And it's like, that's it. When we look at a picture, we see the future that the person, didn't know. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Wow. If I... You're
0: going to make me cry thinking about yeah. my daughter's newborn portraits on the wall. Like when she's graduating high school, I'm like, this is when you were a newborn. And we just like, exactly. we're So happy to meet you. And we love, well, we still will love her loved you yeah. and just we used to, to love what you, you would do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's just such a funny thing. Not funny, but curious that I had that, I had that talk with this grandmother that my mother never even met her mother. Um, And I have studied the photographs, the few that we have of her. We have a beautiful wedding picture. And then I didn't actually get the negatives and print uh, that photograph and some other ones until my step grandma passed away and the negatives came to me. And, um, gosh, this would be a good solo episode, (laughs) I'm thinking, rather than taking up your time. But, um, yeah, it just gave me an entirely new way of thinking about what it is that we do. And I love that you've decided to support us in what we do. So that's a, what's the word? A segue? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So let's chat about that. So SEO, search engine optimization. Um, Let's talk about, first of all, in case someone doesn't know what that is and why we might want it, just a quick definition and then some strategies you can offer.
0: Yes, absolutely. So SEO, the acronym, stands for search engine optimization, and it's strategies that you can do to your online presence to help you show up in search engines and make it easier for your dream client to find you. So that's very important to me is your, you know, your client is out there looking for you. She, he or she is trying to find you and you want to make it as easy as possible for your online presence, your website and your social profiles and all those directory listings, all those good things to help you show up in the search engine and be the first the first result, first page results. They can quickly find you and work with you and you can capture those treasured portraits for their family.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so what are some strategies? I know that's your zone of genius is uh, giving us some strategy tips. Absolutely.
0: Yes. And today I want to focus on content um, and content. So I have five actionable SEO tips on crafting the content that Google will love and rank and your clients will love because it will help them find you. And I also want to just back up briefly, SEO, I know it can be overwhelming and you hear like, oh, link building and technical SEO and all these things. But today I want to focus on these, these five tips. And these are things that everybody listening is going to be able to do. And the reason I chose that, that the quote I gave you, the the Chinese proverb, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today, because I know that, you know, SEO and online marketing might not be at the top of the to-do list, or it might be that one thing that's like, oh, I just got to figure this out, but I'll do it later. And so I really want to encourage your listeners that, you know, no matter where they are with their SEO journey and in their online presence um, journey, don't beat yourself up the best times to start today. So hopefully they can take at least one of these tips today and start kind of building up their online presence to show up, show up and search.
1: Okay, great. So tip number one.
0: Tip number one is to define your target keywords. So, what are the keywords that you want your business to show up for? Um, and I, how to find those keywords? You know, think of what your services that you offer. Um, you know, newborn photography, family photography, what have you? Whatever your services are, you know, define those top target keywords. You know, five to seven. Have a list. Just keep it to five to seven for now <laughs> and, you know, define what those, what those words are that you want to show up for in your
1: search. Okay. So how does somebody know what they want to show up for?
0: Um, it, the services that you want to promote, like newborn photography, family photography, and then to get an idea, just super simple, just Google it from your, where, where you live. Mm-hmm. Google those keywords and you can kind of see what's showing up, who's showing up mm-hmm. and you can say, okay, I'm going to really try to craft some content, which that's been the next step, but I'm going to really craft some content, some blog topics and some blog page content around newborn photography or newborn portraits near me,
1: those types okay. of keywords. Okay. Do you think we need to always put our location to help us show up, uh, Somebody searching you know my community is san diego like would i need to have it be talking about newborn and include san diego in the content
0: so uh, yes so it, i guess it does depend on your goal so if you are someone who travels will travel anywhere um you might not need to always choose to include the geographic target but i heard a quote from someone or uh, from another seo expert i We'll try to think of her name. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, but she had a really good quote that um, you know, your keywords will help you get traffic, but a keyword plus the location helps you convert. Because it's ah. somebody actually searching in your area, they're in your area, they're looking for photographers in your area, and your content will come up.
1: Right, right. I used to pay back um. When I could have, aff- when it was affordable, not when I could afford it, but when no one else knew about it, basically, I used to pay, was it Google AdWords or, oh yep. and they would always want me to just put photography <laughs> so they'd make more money, but I, right. my keywords in that were always specific to my area because I wasn't going to pay, you know, it was a per click kind of thing. I wasn't going to pay for just somebody wanting to learn about photography or yeah. So it was very targeted. So my other question is, are there ways to make content that then will detract? So we want to attract our ideal client. Is there a way to send away are not ideal client. Cause that's a challenge that I have with, um, a lot of my coaching clients. They're, they're really visible online, but then they get so many unqualified right. people. So specifically in the Google search, is there a way to do that?
0: So that's a great question. And that is tricky because especially with the you know full service photography space luxury photography space sometimes your clients don't exactly know what to search for mm-hmm. they don't know that that's what it's called I mean I experienced that myself <laughs> when I like I said started working with the photographer she's like oh yes this is the full service experience I'm like the what like you know it, it's a mm-hmm. kind of a well it's probably not a newer thing but your audience, your target audience might not be aware. That's what it's called. So you will want to still shoot for those more general terms. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to give more T words at the top of my head, but you know, full service newborn photography might get you a couple clicks, but they'll be more qualified mm-hmm. if you focus on full service newborn photography. But if you still create content around, Newborn photography, then it is kind of your website's job and your brand's job to communicate this is a higher level service than um uh shoot and burn.
1: Right. Um so, so it, sometimes so, I like to think about like we're fishing. Yes. And so if we're Google uh, and we're not talking about Google ads, we're talking about organic. Yes. Uh, searches where you show up in search engines. It's like there is this lake with fish of all sizes. And so we're getting. OK, I'm not taking this all the way through, but basically having going Better to the be. right going to the right lake where there's a lot of fish. And then right. now it's our job to put the right um, the right thing on the hook that will attract the big fish. So right. like you said, the website, our Facebook, our Instagram, however else they're going to search us when they click on us, that's, that's the job is to, to then inspire the people. Um, Cause I honestly, when I was uh, not doing as much coaching and podcasting, you know, when I was a busy working photographer, I never booked anybody from an SEO search, but I never was, as intentional in that when they called um you know there were like 10 other people that were giving them the moon for the change out of their couch basically right but i can see that if i had done it intentionally and done it right um how that could have um had a lot of the leads that came my way like i didn't even bother to try because I, I didn't have a strategy for really getting people to understand why they might want to work with me and not the super budget people. So anyway, I don't know if if what I just said made any sense. It does. No, it did. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so being intentional and having what I'm hearing is having the whole, like somebody can find you, but then if you have a yucky website or or you get a 404 message because it's not working or something, then it's, we got to, we got to get all those aspects in place. Is that? Yeah. Yes.
0: No, that's hundred percent accurate. And I mean, even going back to your example, you paid for ads running to the word photography. So you probably got a lot of clicks and views and the the team you worked with, the agency you worked with is like, look, look at all your clicks and views. But that really doesn't mean much
1: <laughs> right when
0: you're trying to book your calendar. right. So don't be afraid if you have a target keyword like uh, luxury maternity session or something, mm-hmm. you know and you say, oh, I'm only gonna I might only get 10 or 20 clicks a month. Yeah, but those 10 or 20 clicks will be who you're trying to actually target versus right. if you just
1: put maternity photos or something. right. Right. And I knew enough not to do that. Um, yeah. But I'm sure a lot of people have spent a lot of money unnecessarily with clicks that were not of value. So, okay. So, that number one was defining your keywords. Um, so, in the olden days,
0: <laughs> we, olden days. So we like hide,
1: <laughs> yes, we would hide a bunch of keywords on our website. Ooh. Does that have any value anymore or is that? No. Complete-
0: no, um, Google will penalize you for that.
1: Ooh! So it used so, to be our friend. Now it's a bad thing.
0: Yes, and I remember. So I, you know, I joined the digital marketing world in 2013. But I even remember then hearing stories of websites that would have the if the website was black, they'd put black font and just like a list a bunch yeah. of keywords and locations. And that's definitely something you will get
1: penalized for Hmm. yeah we all we all did that that was yeah the thing um so what my understanding and you can explain this more or tell me i don't quite know what i'm talking about is that google is a hungry hungry hippo yes fresh new content
0: yes so um And that leads into my next tip. So number one was target or um, define your target keywords. And we kind of talked about number two a little bit, um, which is creating blog post ideas or landing page ideas around a service plus location. So we kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, But my next couple tips are kind of around how much to write and like a tip for actually executing crafting the content. Cause I know that's the hardest part. <laughs> so you yes. have these, t- you have these keyword ideas, you've generated a couple of post ideas or, um, uh, landing page ideas that you want to start ranking in Google. My next tip is to make sure you document a content calendar. I don't care if you print it out or you buy a calendar, if you have a planner, Google calendar, but commit to your, your content calendar, because okay. you're totally right. Google wants to see fresh, fresh, yummy content on your site. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't tell you exactly how often they index your site, but plan for around every 30 days. So okay. once a month.
1: So, at least. so is tip number two blog posts and landing pages, tip, or this correct. is tip number two? Tip number two, two
0: is, is like creating blog posts, ideas and landing pages around your service and location.
1: Okay. Got it. Um, so do you think even, so, uh, landing pages. Okay.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So creating a page that's specifically, um, so I'm, I'm at, oh, you're in San Diego, you San Diego, but maybe you want to create a landing page, um, family photography experience in San Diego, or I'm trying to think of a good, Really good, like snazzy headline. I'm the wordsmith here, but I'm blanking. Um, <laughs> maybe okay. your guide to family portraits in San Diego. Okay. Maybe that could be like a whole page, and you—it's like a—it is like a blog post. Uh huh. But you have this page that's all about like the number one guide to planning your family portrait session in San Diego, and you offer maybe a couple tips on what to wear. Okay. Um, maybe maybe feature a couple locations, and so if somebody's searching you know, family photos, family portraits in San Diego, you want that, con- that content to show up.
1: Yeah. So what that has me thinking is, um, like one of my coaching clients, uh, services the, um, I don't know I can't Jackson hole and the Tetons in that area. And a lot of her clients are, she's looking for people, um, I'm not going to say her name, but I'm going to tell her to be sure to listen to this part. <laughs> she yes. has people that um, are all over the country and maybe even the world that would be her potential clients. So I'm guessing she could do a landing page that would say family portraits in the Tetons. Yes. Portraits in Jackson Hole, photography, and even just like for me in San Diego, I might even include things like the Hotel Del, the La Jolla Shores Beach, like things where someone, um, if they're planning a vacation at the Hotel Del, I might even show up. Am I? Yes. As and they might even think, oh, I hadn't even thought about a photographer. So um, yeah, I can see how that could could help. Okay. You're
0: nailing this for someone Good. who well, doesn't know what they're talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I kind of know but there's these little yeah. refined things and and I'm an idea person. So if I get a thought it sparks a little something. So one of my this is still on number 2 and then we'll take a deep dive into content calendar but number 2 blog posts. So when I'm guiding people on what to how to create their website I always suggest that they don't have a lot of things that can take somebody down a, a rabbit hole and mm-hmm. away from, hey, I love this photographer. I'm going to contact them. So my feeling with blogs is there's a danger if there's a regular intriguing blog, regular, 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 <laughs> uh where people could get lost in the website and and miss getting in touch. So my suggestion is usually to not have a tab that
0: mm. on the website,
1: but have it on the site because am yes. I right right in this? We can put something on our website that SEO will see Google Correct. will see, even if it's not a tab.
0: Yes so absolutely. Thing,
1: the link could be it could be put somewhere else but um yeah so thoughts on that
0: no I, I completely see what you're saying and so there's definitely a balance between you know the user experience the customer experience and um i think i liked what you said um would you say remove distractions
1: <laughs> right down I, the I, down the rabbit bunny right
0: that's what you said down the rabbit hole trail. yeah you know, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. And you are correct that you can create these pages on your site. The one we just, um, the idea you uh, threw out there, the family porches in the Teton, that can be unlinked. So it's live, it's it's on your page. It's, index, it's indexable by Google, meaning Google can check it out and see if they want to rank it or not, but it doesn't need to be linked in your navigation. Right. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I do really encourage having, having a blog Mm -hmm. and uh, making sure you blog consistently, which we'll talk a little bit more about, um, because you do want to get that traffic to your site. And so this might be a little too down in the weeds, but you actually can use Google analytics. It's a free, it's Google's free tool to Mm -hmm. track your data. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Mm -hmm. And you can actually see the pack someone takes on your site. So I guess if you you know, we're to review that and say, Ooh, like I'm seeing a lot of drop-off or you can actually see someone's paths. So if you say, Ooh, I see a lot of drop-off, you can address that. Like maybe I need to add a little more content to keep them on the page because I'm mm-hmm. losing them pretty quick. Right. Or you can see, Oh wow, this, pr- they multiple people have gone to like this page and they clicked this page, and they clicked this page. So then do you need to kind of go back and, Refine it, you know. Maybe add a super clear call to action. Right,
1: right. The question something. is, did they did they get in touch with me then? So I think I uh, tell me what you think of this is to be sure. With every blog post, there's a hot button. Yes, to connect with me, book me now. Like keep them, keep reminding them. The reason they're here is not to just sit around and read, nice yes. and see pretty pictures. That to keep that, you know, or a pop-up that might come up uh, or something. So, oh, okay. I'm going to put that (laughs) (laughs) another new thought. That's probably not an original thought, but it's.
0: You're going to have a nice to-do list after this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and so what I'm, what I'm think I'm hearing though, is like a blog can bring people to our site and that you're in agreement that possibly too big of a blog could create a stall. So it's like we want the primarily the one one way traffic to us with a blog that gives them some sense of our credibility and so forth, but doesn't. Um, just I also, Claire, I think people put way too much information on. On their websites about the experience, and I want them to call, mm. so that I can start that conversation and answer those questions rather than having them all answered.
0: Yeah, um, no, I, I I understand that for yeah. sure, and I just wanted to take well, what like. you said and just add a little bit to yeah. making sure you making sure you answer the question. Yeah. If if your goal is SEO and to have you know, you're right brainstorm some blog topics for SEO, make sure that you for sure answer the question. That they would have have searched for to make sure that it uh shows up in good old
1: google right 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 yeah makes total sense okay so number three is document a content calendar what does that mean
0: yeah so i'm really big on having a plan <laughs> and accountability so um, and with my clients and we brainstorm our content their content calendar we put down dates for their blog posts um, mm-hmm. because if you just say oh I'm going to blog once a month this year that's nice but what day is it going to go out how are you going to keep yourself accountable and make sure that you're you're publishing fresh new content about every 30 days minimum to help your website start showing up and search better.
1: Okay so like if I if you and I were working together would we have like a a series of January or December meetings where we plan the topics for each month as well as yes. dates and things?
0: Yes, based on your keywords, your focus, are key, target keywords.
1: Okay. So we'd figure out the keywords and then we'd figure out uh, 12 great uh, blog topics. And uh, then just work on that from there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Cool. Okay. Are we ready for number four or is there more? Yes. Yeah, so and
0: you might not like number four and number five. <laughs> no, maybe I should say that. But okay. for blog, I, my number four tip for creating great content for Google and your dream client is to blog one to four times per month. I really try to encourage at least twice a month. That's really like my. my The strategy I really believe in, and I've seen it really help some of my clients get that awesome organic search traffic.
1: Yeah, no, I like that. It's just the question of, um, the you know, I was just saying we don't necessarily even have to have it viewable if because I'm big on a monthly newsletter. Oh, yes, or in this case, maybe a bi monthly that is more like, hey, hello, I'm here. Here's an inspirational quote. This is something fun I did. Here's a picture of a recent session. Hey, I have a blog post. Here's the start of it. Click here if you want to read more. Yes. So, um, yeah, twice. I, I love knowing that twice a month is really the perfect amount. So then we'd need 24 topics. Yes. Yeah. And I'm guessing like, it, because photography were some of the blogs, might include a nice session that we had at, oh yes let's say in the tetons if it's uh this client that i was talking about with pictures from that session so um yes. Yeah. okay yeah we're on the same you're page. nailing
0: it yeah. <laughs> we're nailing it <laughs>
1: yes okay so anything else about frequency
0: no that's really i mean i and i've had a photographers, you know, reach out to me and say, oh, I was told by so-and-so I need to blog like six times a month or, Mm -hmm. you know, multiple times a week. And I said, oh, no, you don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Really, the two a month, it's it's a reasonable goal. It gives you that great content, you know, twice a month for Google to index your site and help you build up your content, you know, resource center, really of good stuff. So I don't want anyone to stress if they think they got a blog every day or something. I think I did hear somebody say that, um, a year or two ago, she said her goal is to blog like three times a week. I thought that's, that's a lot. And she gave up on it by February <laughs> because that's yeah, a sure. lot.
1: well, it's like going on a diet that is yes. restrictive, eight hundred calorie a day diet. You can't maintain it. Um, so my understanding, so first of all, is there a word count that is that google particularly likes
0: lucy that is tip number five okay (laughs) um so make sure you have between five and eight hundred words okay so if your blog has less than that google might not rank it google likes to see more likes to see, to, to see more content and it gives you more opportunities to, you know, work that keyword into your copy. But I know, I mean, a couple of, um, clients that reached out to me, they had blogs with like a hundred words and then a lot of photos, mm-hmm. which it's like, Oh no, this blog post could be really great. These photos are amazing, but we got to add a little more content to the top. Otherwise Google's, um, not even going to rank it. And I do believe with the Yoast plugin, which is a plugin you can put on your WordPress site to help you with your SEO, it will yell at you and say thin content <laughs> on the page.
1: Mm. Um, Yoast plugin. Okay. I'm typing that in to so I don't forget that. Um, so, so are too many words bad? It's more than eight? No. Okay.
0: I was just on a call with a, um, another SEO expert and he was showing an example of a client who she put together a guide um, similar to what we were brainstorming earlier. And it was 5,000 words. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a lot. You don't have to do that many, but it quickly was ranking and it's, she gets a ton of traffic from that page. But um, I wouldn't be afraid of too many. I guess if, if for some reason you find yourself writing five to 10,000 words, maybe consider breaking it up you can give yourself a little more content pieces to work with or you maybe can kind of optimize one piece to kind of focus more on um, a different keyword or a different aspect of your service but okay. yeah that's a good problem to have yes
1: okay so a couple of questions that have come up um in my brain so with photographs is there a way uh, uh, like so I've been reading lately. I got back to reading and it's so nice on my iPad that I can make the words as big as I want to. <laughs> and yes. what I what I also love is that if like I just read um The Pillars of the Earth by Ken Follett and he talks about building cathedrals. It's a novel based on the building of cathedrals in Europe and so I love that I can highlight the name of that cathedral while I'm reading and then go to Google search and look at it. And there'll be tons of photographs that show up under the is it Kingsbridge, Knightsbridge, Kingsbridge Cathedral. So how do we get our photographs that we put in blogs to, and I don't know if Instagram comes in this as well, but to be searchable along with would it come is it the is it the words do we we used to hide like keywords behind photographs like can you yes
0: um so now what you want to do is title your image so when you're uploading it to your site okay creating a title um I'm trying to think of how to describe it without being able to show but when you upload a photo it'll say like it'll be like the title of your image and it might be you know dc a bunch of numbers dot jpeg or something mm-hmm. um rename that to being uh to include the keyword
1: so it might be uh, family fi- family uh smith jackson hole yeah and so then and the title so just the title that you put in Bridge or Lightroom, like that yes. kind of
0: title. Yes. Okay. And, and there it, used to be more of an emphasis on the alt text, and I've, research has been showing, or the new algorithms has been showing that's not as much of an emphasis for Google. I mean, you still can. I still do it and and encourage that because for accessibility. So the alt text is what shows up if for some reason your image couldn't display or somebody had a visual. Um, impairment they can see what the photo is supposed to be there used to be a huge emphasis on that and it's not as much of an emphasis now but again I still encourage it so titling
1: oh what's an alt title an alt title
0: um so if you had a photo of this family in the Tetons you could say you know portrait of a family standing in the Tetons uh, fall 2020 or something okay so a (laughs) longer describe
1: so it's like a description and, and I'm guessing then that's when, cause I'm not big on doing keywords and my, on my footer, you know, it's always one of those, oh, I'm going to start doing this. Someday. Right. So um, I'm sure people that know what you're talking about are like, Lucy, what, how do you not know that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know everything contrary to sometimes what I, how I pretend to be. Okay. Uh, So I'm calling that tip number six is your photos. Okay. So I have a a completely selfish question. Yes. So in my podcast, what I do, we have show notes. So, and those go on my website. So just to confirm those are contributing to searchability for people looking for photography podcasts photography business podcasts uh, correct yeah yeah yes so then I would want to have my show notes have at least 500 words
0: yes and what some podcasters do is they sort of do like a it's sort of like a blog post like I know it is a blog post but you're posting with your show notes, but then thinking of it more as like a blog post to like promote the episode.
1: Right. And we kind of do that. I, I always, uh, just am talking to my, my writer of the blog of those about, maybe this is a little too long, but what I'm seeing is that there's value for me and that I would want to think about keywords and have each of my blog posts, just like with photography, have some keywords like what i said am, am i right
0: in that yes yes 100 yeah. percent.
1: yeah so your answer is yes <laughs> <laughs> i need to learn more and ask her more about this but i think everything that you've just said um now mine is once a week so i'm not penalized for that correct
0: oh no no no
1: okay great so 2022 on my um strategy for 2022 with my with my podcast would be to um yeah to pick some keywords and make sure my writer sprinkles those in now and then absolutely yes yes and now because lucy Doom is coaching.com, there's a tab uh for the podcast so is that then that's helping my searchability And leading people to my website where they might be like, oh, she's a coach too. Is that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Or if they're trying to research, you know, how to make my photography business profitable. It's a great, your podcast is a great name. It's perfect. So Mm -hmm. that would take them to the site, to the the blog post or sorry, the podcast episode page on your site. And then they would go, oh, she can help me with this.
1: Yeah. So, um, I've been doing SEO strategies without being intentional about it. Yay. Yes. <laughs> well, it's cause
0: you have that strategic business brain and you know, that you no, have you know, honed in on. So you, you get this stuff, you yeah. understand it's maybe like you said, the little pieces you're kind of not totally sure on, but you understand the overall concept.
1: Right. I didn't think I liked business until as I, Switched from primarily photography to helping people in business, I realized, oh, I do think it's fun. It is interesting. Like people that listen regularly know I'm I'm the queen of sales. That's my superpower. Um, did you know that? I know you've listened to the show. Yes, yes. Yes. And all this other stuff is fascinating and it's not rocket science, right?
0: Right. And and that's kind of why I'm so passionate about. SEO and helping photographers with that aspect of their business is because I know SEO can be confusing and overwhelming and you hear all these different things and oh, the algorithm changed. Oh no. Is everything I did out the window before? Um, so it's really important to me to help educate on this topic. Like, you know, there's five tips. These are all things that you could do and it will help you. And you got this. Yeah. (laughs) Like you can make it happen. They're all doable.
1: Yeah. Now, um, How does Instagram um, come into all of this? Like our blog posts, can we, like does Instagram have searchability uh, potential or is it websites? Yeah,
0: it it does in a sense. Um, So if you were to search my business name, you know, CL Content Marketing, my Instagram page does come up. Um and I do believe that's more based on like how long it's been around. If you built an Instagram page this month, next month it's probably not going to show up as a search result until it's been a while, it's been active for a few years and you can link your um Google My Business profile. It's a, probably a whole another discussion, but your Google My Business um, profile is basically your Google listing you can create. You can link to your Instagram from there and having more links and being more active on that page Helps you show up more, but you know Instagram and, and Google are two different things. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a yeah. They're two different like digital entities. They don't like I I used to have people ask, oh well, if I do hashtag photography in Wisconsin and on Instagram, will it show up on Google? I'm like no. Okay. Hashtags are for the platform you're using them
1: on. Got it. So, for basically for websites. the the google finds websites so it's like a different language almost like as different as chinese and english where the characters are not even the same
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's actually a good way of looking at it um i might have to steal that from you i'll give you credit go for it (laughs) yeah Um, but no that's a good way of putting it it is it's two different um languages but instagram as a website will show up that's that's you know when you google my business my business name, seal content marketing, my Instagram page does typically come up. It just takes you to my, my profile. It's not going to take you to a specific post,
1: but if I was Googling SEO for photographers, your Instagram is not going to show up in Google. Correct. Okay. It just doesn't play in that same sandbox. Got it. Yes. Okay. Um, so, oh my gosh, I feel so much smarter and more capable already, Claire. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. we have got more clarity. And I have my my homework, my simple homework, which is keywords to give my the person that does my content. Um, Perfect. Uh, so I have then two questions for you. Number one, is there some way that we can get some good stuff from you? Like, how do we, I know you have an offer. So what would that be? How do we get there?
0: Yes. So if you subscribe to my weekly email, it's called Claire's Content Corner. It comes out every Wednesday at one. Um, So if you go to my website, clcontentmarketing.com slash subscribe as a thank you, I send you five blog post ideas right away. And then each Wednesday, um, I drop in, I gently place in my subscribers inbox, um, an actionable tip, a strategy to think about um, motivation and inspiration. So it's really fun. And I'm actually um, really excited about some of the content I have coming up.
1: Great, 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 great. Okay. So my second or last question for you is, is there either something else that you would be like, oh, I wish I'd also shared about this or a, a thought that you want to leave us with. So what's your final word here for today?
0: Ooh, that's good. Yes, I think the one thing I didn't, didn't come up, but I do want to just quickly mention is um, setting up your Google search console. And I know that's another tool, but it's a free tool from Google. That um, you can set up if you just Google, Google search console, it walks you through the prompts of how to set it up. And what doing this does is it does give you a little more insight into what keywords um, are sending traffic to your site now hmm. um, and how many searches you're getting per month. It's actually one of the things I really focus on month over month with my clients. I say, oh, you know, last month to this month, you saw a 20% increase in overall traffic. And look at these keywords, like you are showing up for your target keywords. Like, it's so amazing to, to see that, or, you know, maybe we're not. And, um, luckily, luckily that doesn't happen uh, too often, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, if we're not, it's time to take a step back and reassess the content strategy you put together. So I wanted to make sure to mention
1: that. Yeah. Good. Perfect. So everyone stay tuned for my wrap up as usual, cause I've been taking some notes and, um, Claire, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show, and thanks for realizing that photographers really need to uh, have more successful strategies for search engine optimization And this great conversation.
0: Yes, thank you so much. I had a lot of fun.
1: Me too. Well, I've told her that fond ado, and I'm ready to give a quick wrap-up, but a little well, while, um, while I wasn't recorded, she helped me look at my Google search console. And what we discovered was that I I'm not quite set up yet. So it's going to take I'm going to need to get my website guru to set up a few th- little things. But we looked at someone's Google search console and, and console console (laughs) and it was quite informative. So anywho, just want to wish you all a wonderful year ahead whenever you're listening to this because maybe you're listening in 2030 and that's awesome (laughs) or 2022 and a quick little thing. So we talked a lot about, first of all, she shared how she got into this topic and then she did a trade with a photographer f- for their SEO. And she realized that um, it photographers that were awesome. And so she specializes particularly in helping photographers with their SEO. And so she had six tips, five po- plus a bonus one, which is to focus on your content and That Google will love. So number one is to find your target keywords. So you want five or six that are going to be really strong. And number two is to have blog posts and landing pages that will have those keywords in them consistently. Number three is to set up a content calendar, make a plan for the year with ideas for You know, like not just I'm going to do one on this day, but on this day, I'm going to do a a blog on this topic and have get the year kind of planned out. It just that consistency will help this happen. She said blogging twice a month is ideal, although at, at least one or up to four and number five was the word count. Five to 800 words is adequate. Um, more is not a problem, but, um, but that will do it for that hungry, hungry hippo <laughs> called Google. And then I asked her about how to have our photographs searchable. And she said in the title that we put wherever we do in Bridge or in Lightroom or wherever we rename. Uh, so we should rename our files and include keywords in those. And then there's also an alternate name that can have more description. Um, I asked her about if any of this applies to Instagram and she said, nope. <laughs> and then I uh, shamelessly ask her specific things about how to promote my podcast. So if some of my listeners also have podcasts or other kinds of businesses, it's all the same. And Her last thought was about setting up the Google search console. And that way, what I learned uh, when you guys were not here with me, with her showing me exactly like this word or this phrase was searched this number of times showed or showed up in people's um, Google searches this number of times. And this is how many clicks there were. So what, was very informative. And um, so I want to just thank Claire Lauer again, that she was amazing. And I feel like I've learned an awful lot in just this short hour. So that's it for now. And have a great rest of your week. Bye. You have been listening to the highly profitable
0: photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and
1: selling your work.